And here we are again. Hey, how you doing this morning? Well, as we are doing uh, this podcast, this video podcast that is normally live streamed on YouTube, well, this this podcast is pre-recorded. And I, I've told you in the past we're going to be doing that occasionally because, well, fishing. I got the uh, FPTV slash Tautoa camper RV. This is our first weekend out. And I'm sure we're going to find that, hey, we didn't think of everything. I've had RVs in the past, but you know how it is. You know, you, you get to the water and you forgot something. Or, you know, your first time out in your RV or, you know, you try to remember everything. And this has been an expensive week. Everything, it's it just been an expensive week. You know, when you're outfitting the RV, getting it ready to go, tags alone. Holy smoke. Arkansas saw us coming. Let me put it that way. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, if you are wanting to watch, uh, obviously no live stream today or on YouTube, but the video, if you're listening to the podcast, the, you can watch the full video of this Saturday's, uh, today's FBTV podcast by visiting our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Go to live stream and you can watch the video in its entirety. Matter of fact, even when we do the uh, live streams on YouTube on Saturdays, the video is still available after the live stream on Freight Broker TV. Just go to our uh, our website and uh, live stream. You can watch the whole thing in its entirety. As you probably already know, you can find uh, the podcast on your favorite podcasting app iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. Uh, who am I forgetting? <laughs> Tune in. Uh, they're, they're, they're just about any podcast app that is out there, uh, you're going to find us on that app. If we're not on that app, let us know because we will surely get ourselves placed there. All right, it's Saturday, May 14th. Did you make it through Friday the 13th? Scary, huh? <laughs> Hope I did, because we're recording this early, and it's uh, early on Friday the 13th, and who knows? Anyway, as my wife would say, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, today is Chicken Dance Day. Now, when I when I think Chicken Dance, I, I think of Matthew McConaughey in that movie, Ed TV, him and his brother. And he was doing the chicken dance. But actually, it goes back to some type of accordion music or something like that from, I want to say, back in the 1850s. that right? Anyway, I, I kind of brushed up on it because I thought, hey, it's the chicken dance. But I think it's a whole different thing. But the chicken dance I'm thinking of is Matthew McConaughey on Ed TV doing the chicken dance. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Saturdays uh, it should be Buttermilk Biscuit Day, actually. Uh, I'm getting tongue-tied because you know, Saturday should be because it's a weekend. But, man, if, if I'm thinking Buttermilk Biscuit, uh, the day of the week that pops in my head is Sunday. Sunday morning breakfast. Big old Buttermilk Biscuits. 
Sausage gravy. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And today is also on parents. You'll love this one. It's stay up all night day. Let's not tell the kids. <laughs> all right. We talk about fuel prices on Wednesday. They're up. They're going to be up. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what they're doing. They're trying to force green on everybody. I'm not against saving the environment, but uh, trying to do it all in four years or a year or overnight is just stupid. And we're paying the price. We are paying the price. But uh, diesel, 562, gas, 432. Matter of fact, we talked about how we... Uh, what what we're using to come up with these averages uh, in the last podcast, the Wednesday podcast uh, from the EIA. Uh, you, you can go back and, and check that out if you wish from Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Q&A day, we're going to, this is uh, every Saturday, we take your questions and we answer them. We got uh, several here today we're going to be talking about. We're answering, trying to anyway. Today's impossible question, this is the most used word or phrase that moms say to their kids. Any idea? If you're, yeah, you know, if you, you, you it's probably on the tip of your tongue. And moms, if you're out there, you, you should be able to get this pretty quick. <laughs> All right, uh, birthdays today, Bertie Charles Forbes having a birthday. Well, today, he was born on this day anyway. Forbes Magazine, the founder, uh, he's born on this day back in 1880. R Richard Deacon, he's born on this date back in 1922. It may not, the name may not be familiar to you. But this name might. Mel Cooley. Mel Cooley from the Dick Van Dyke show. He was born on the state back in 1922. If you can't place him, he was the bald guy. 1944, George Lucas, Star Wars fame, Indiana Jones, and a lot more. He was born on the state back in 1944. Kate Blanchett, Born on this day back in 1969, and everyone's favorite tech geek to hate is <laughs> Zuckerberg. Yeah, the Zuck was born on this day back in eight, 1984. Just a baby, 38 years old. Let's see, today in history, the independent state of Israel is proclaimed in Tel Aviv as British rule in Palestine comes to an end. 1973, the United States launch Skylab 1, its first manned space station. Remember when that thing came crashing back to Earth? <laughs> people people were uh, selling Skylab insurance to protect your property from the occurrence that a piece of Skylab would fall on your house or something. <laughs> This date back in 1998, don't seem this long ago, four, 24 years ago, Seinfeld came to an end. Nine years on NBC TV. 2012, Stanford University Science 
scientist, I should say, develop a prototype bionic eye, and I bet it cost a lot more than six million bucks. What do you think? All right, what is going on? Uh, roadside. Oh, this 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 is getting into trucking news a little bit. Roadside inspection ends in driver arrest after a uh, Texas trooper found $500,000 in the cab of the truck. (laughs) This happened a couple of weeks ago, May 2nd. Semi-truck was pulled over for a commercial vehicle safety inspection, US-281, in Jim Wells County, Texas. Boy, that just sounds like a county you want to get pulled over in, huh? Jim Wells County. Yeah, they. that's about like Shelby County. I remember back in the day when I was driving, if you had any type of a van with out-of-state tags going through Shelby County, you could bet your dollar, your last dollar, you were going to get pulled over. <laughs> I, I, I've gone through Shelby County uh, 101 times, if not 1,000 more. And I, it never failed. Every time I go through Shelby County, there'd be an out-of-state van pulled over, and they'd be tearing that van apart. <laughs> but anyway, back to Texas. Jim Wells County, Texas. And not that anything's wrong with Jim Wells County or anything is wrong with Shelby County. It's just uh, observation. <laughs> According to uh, Texas DPS, the trooper found numerous safety equipment violations, which really blows me away, and an expired license plate. Okay, you got $500,000, and the truck, I saw a short video, not a new truck. It's not a bright and shiny brand new Peterbilt with chicken lights all over it pulling a big old nice trailer, custom Smokey and the Bandit paint job on it, nothing like that. It's, it's, it's pretty beat up. Well, you can tell, numerous safety equipment violations, what the likelihood of this driver having that five hundred thousand dollars in the cab with them just reeks of something illegal going on. No proof of that, but if you know, there's a video of the uh, Texas DPS put up, and <laughs> they're taking bundled. Bundles of cash out of the sack, but they 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 got plastic wrap around them, and they got you know numbers on A one, A two, stuff like that. You know, if you find the video online, you can you can check it out. But uh, we we were gonna get it and, and show it, but it's really kind of a boring video. It's not that in- interesting, to be honest with you. The, what's interesting is the driver of this beat up big truck with numerous safety equipment violations and an expired license plate had $500,000 in the truck with him. Hmm. Yeah, that make. You know, we hear these stories all the time about people getting, you know, their cash confiscated. You know, there's something... What was he doing? He, he was flying somewhere because he was going to buy a truck or something like that. And TSA got him and took his cash. Too much cash. You shouldn't have that much cash. You did something illegal to get that cash. And it takes, it it almost takes the hand of God to come down and get the cash back for you once the government has taken it. Matter of fact, there's a little town 
right over the line over in Oklahoma. What is it, Roland or is it Muldrow, Oklahoma? They uh, got in some hot water for doing those, having doing that kind of thing. <clears throat> you know, let's search them, see if they got cash. We'll take it. But anyway, during the inspection, the trooper examined the cab of the truck, discovered several boxes <laughs> containing. $496,472 in U.S. currency. The driver, he's a U.S. citizen. He was arrested on money laundering charges. It's a payoff of some type, wasn't it? I mean, a driver. Why would you have that? What? That, it's, it's just, first of all, if he was laundering, or if he was even hauling the five hundred thousand dollars cash, who's 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 the uh, dumb one? Him for uh, trying to haul it in a big truck that has numerous safety equipment violations and an expired tag, or maybe. Maybe the uh, person that maybe hired the driver to haul the money. Hmm. Anyway. The incident remains under investigation by Texas DPS. According to Texas DPS, uh, troopers have seized more than $38 million in currency as part of Operation Lone Star. Operation Lone Star is a border security initiative that was launched by Texas Governor Greg Abbott back in uh, March of 21. Anyway, kind of wild. I would be scared to death if I had five that much money on me at any time in cash. It would just make me nervous. All right, it's Q&A day. Let's get right to that. Q&A day here on the FBTV podcast. My name is Mike. I'm your host for the Tatoa podcast, the FBTV videos, well, FBTV podcast, uh, FBTV videos and such. We are sponsored by Tatoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com if you want to check us out. I'm the lead consultant at Tatoa. We we take pride, actually, in uh, helping people achieve their dreams. What I'm talking about is, uh, well, we specialize in uh, consulting and training of people in the transportation industry. Our specialty is freight brokering. Be it uh, you're getting your own freight brokerage, starting your own freight brokerage from scratch. Maybe you're wanting to get in the industry as an agent, start out there. We always recommend that. Matter of fact, you you may be wanting to start your own freight brokerage, but you want to get some experience first. Well, starting out as an agent is the best way to do that. Because that allows you to begin your broker operation under somebody else's license as a freight broker agent. You still have the opportunity to make money because you're going to be paid a commission on every load you move. It gives you the opportunity to gain the experience, build a customer base, start building a carrier following. So when you have all that put together, you can step out and start your own freight brokerage and have a built-in business, have your business already built. Now, you may be saying, well, no, if I'm working for somebody else, what do you mean have my business built? You know, those those customers, 
I'm not going to be able to keep those customers. And I said, yeah, you are. Or you should. You should be able to. And the reason you should is simply because they are your customers. The broker you are contracted to as an agent, yeah, they benefit benefit from uh, your work while you're there. But when you leave, you should be able to take your customers with you. That all comes down to the broker-agent agreement. If something in the broker-agent agreement is in there that says you can't keep your customers or work your own customers when you leave, don't contract. Don't sign that contract. Run. (laughs) Anyway, we have programs available where you can start out as a freight broker agent after you finish the training. We could place you in our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be uh, working through us under a licensed broker so you can start getting your feet under you. You can begin your freight broker operation as an agent. We, in the uh, mentorship program, uh, the commission is 60% of net. That's standard in the industry. That's 60% of the profit on the load. <clears throat> Specifically, what I mean by that is if you had a customer, they agreed to pay you $2,000 to move a load from point A to point B. You found a truck, agreed to pay the truck $16, there would be a $400 profit. If that was your load, you're on a 60% contract. That means you would make 60% of that $400. Your commission would be $240. Get the idea? So we have packages where you can uh, be trained. includes essential training. Training is going to tell you about that. Eh, Two to three weeks, figure. Following training, you can enter our mentorship program. Totally optional, but included with the packages. You can be in the mentorship program anywhere from three to 12 months, depending on the package you choose. Following your mentorship, when you exit the mentorship program, get out on your own. You would have a consulting period. Consulting period would be three to 12 months. The mentorship is pretty much consulting with the added advantage of being placed with a broker to work through us while you're getting the experience, while you're in the mentorship program. That allows us at Tautua to oversee what you're doing, making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. We're here to answer any questions, make recommendations, provide support. Uh, The only difference with the consulting is you're not contracted through us in the TMP. Now you're out on your own. Anyway, if you'd like to look over those packages, check us out, Tautua, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If you have questions, feel free to call me, 479-668-0838. All right. Q&A day every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time. (laughs) When we're live, today's pre-recorded, but uh, we still do it anyway. Q&A day on the FBTV podcast. Stephen, he writes, what's the best way to handle our freight is customer routed when talking to a potential customer? Customer routed freight means that uh, the manufacturer or where the load is originating, the customer of that load, whoever they have sold that load to, they are getting the transportation put together. They're handling the transportation. They're getting a truck to go into that location to pick up the load and bring it to them. That's customer routed freight. How do you handle that? You don't. You don't. You just say, thanks very much, and call them back in a month. I always recommend calling back in a month. Any, anybody says no, call them back in a month. Okay. Call them back. Call them back. I, I've had people tell me, you know, this month they're customer routed. I call them back a month later. It's still customer routed. Two months later, hey, yeah, we need your help. 
you might even throw in there, hey, you know, if there is a time when one of your customers is having a, a difficulty getting equipment, pass them my information. Let me know. I'll be I'll be happy to help. You see what I mean? You can get in the door. <clears throat> but anyway, be persistent. Call them back. Because eventually they'll probably say they'll they'll probably do something with you. Keep that in mind. All right. I know that's short answer, but there really isn't any perfect answer for that. <clears throat> I know a lot of people. Was, uh, I, I've seen other videos. <clears throat> well, I got something in my throat today. Uh, I've seen other videos where uh, people are, you know, keep digging, keep digging, keep 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 at it. I've even seen them uh, videos where they say, "Ask who their customers are." Nobody's going to tell you that. And if they did and somebody found out, that person that told you would probably be fired. <clears throat> Usually they want to keep that pretty close to the vest, you know. Because to be honest with you, they don't know if you're a broker or not. <clears throat> you could be a competitor trying to find their uh, customers. We get asked that a lot. You know, we've talked about it a few times, but uh, it is what it is. Some, some of these questions you may hear repeated again and again and again over time because people have the same questions you know uh, but we try to space them out anyway Carl he checks in my freight brokerage is new and I've been looking for broker shipper agreements can you point me in the right direction well first of all Carl <clears throat> just do a search generally you'll find tons of them on the internet you know Google broker carrier or broker shipper agreements but in honesty you really don't need them not at this point if you're new everything you do with the customer is going to be transactional so therefore you're going to be dealing with transactional contracts every load you move they will provide you a transactional contract you may know that by a different name you may know it by the term shipper load confirmation that is a transactional contract the last thing you want to do is step into a situation with a customer and agree to move X amount of loads a week a month whatever it might be for X amount of time what if you can't get trucks you're new you don't know if you're going to be able to get a truck or not, so it's best to stay away from that situation until you've built your business up to a level to where you know what you can and can't do. Get the idea? Okay. But uh, broker-shipper agreements, if you do a broker-shipper agreement, read it several times. Make sure it's, it's something you can live up to. A lot of broker-shipper agreements, it, it, it's really focused on, uh, you know, the customer to protect you, okay? Now, now while we're on the subject of that, <laughs> had a client submit a uh, potential customer the other day. I'm not going to name the customer, but I know them from years in the past. Used to be a great customer. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Locations all over the country. And we had to quit dealing with them because they came out with this stupid contract that they wanted brokers to sign. 
And normally, whenever a shipper or a customer that has freight wants the broker to sign a contract, <laughs> you better read it. Because it's going to be so anti-broker, pro-customer, that if the truck doesn't put on his four ways when he's backing up, you're going to be fined. Now, I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. But uh, since they came out with that contract, our recommendations to our clients is stay away from them. Uh, there was there used to be something in their contract. I didn't see it the other day. I just noticed the name of the company, uh, but it, and I'm sure it's still there. But they would, uh, if the truck didn't show up to pick up the load, the broker was fined two hundred and fifty dollars. Isn't that nuts? You know, there's no way. You know, a broker. Uh, yeah, we can contract. We can get a truck. The truck says yes. They've signed all the paperwork. But we have no control over that truck actually showing up. We hope they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get out there, they find another load, and they don't even worry about telling you about it. I mean, that's that's trucking. So my, my recommendation, whenever you get a contract that uh, somebody's wanting you to sign from a potential customer... More times than not, my recommendation is going to be walk away. Too many other shippers out there. All right. Hope that helps you out, Carl. Katie, uh, we've answered this a million and one times, but it never hurts to answer a question like this just one more time. I've been thinking about starting a freight brokerage. The only thing that is stopping me at the moment is the ability to pay carriers. And you're thinking, that's good. Uh, she goes on to say, I've been told that a factoring company is the way to go. Penny for your thoughts. Thanks. Well, Katie, here's my penny's worth. <laughs> First of all, you're doing the right thing. You're thinking about paying the trucks. Now, keep in mind that as a rule, you've got to pay a truck within 30 days. You've got to build that credit rating up. In your first year of operation as a freight brokerage, a lot of trucking companies are going to be leery. You're new. You haven't been in business long enough. See what I mean? Because trucking companies, they want to make sure they're going to get paid. And it takes time to build up that credit rating. Usually it takes about a year. If you've been in business for a year, they feel pretty safe. All right? Or they feel safer, put it that way. Now, the ability to pay carriers... If you do not have the financial capital, you know, money already in the bank, and I'm talking about, you know, ten, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars to be there for safety cushion. Now, I know a lot of people, ah, that's not enough money. You've got to understand, when you're first starting out, unless you've got ten clients, you know you're going to be moving ten loads a day, blah, blah, blah. You know this. Uh, yeah, you may need a lot more money. But usually starting out, you're going to be going through that startup period where you're building the customer base. It's a slow go. Okay, you get a customer. You finally move a load. Uh, you know, then, you know, it's one load, then two loads. It's, it's just not going to happen all at once. It's going to build. So usually, you know, ten, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000, if you watch your P's and Q's on the lower end, or all of it actually, what's going to happen, your cash flow is going to catch up to itself. 
Okay, so you're going to be replenishing that money and adding to it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, factoring company. If you've watched, well, obviously you haven't, but uh, and you can go back and watch tons of our videos. We got factoring company videos. We got podcasts talking about factoring companies. Our recommendation is always stay away from factoring companies if you are a freight broker. The reason that is, more than anything else, if your customer is one day late paying their freight bill, guess what? They're going to start getting collection calls from the factoring company. And the people that are making those collection calls, they don't work for you. See what I mean? Now, the factoring company is going to promise, now we'll be nice. You have no control over that. Once you've signed the contract, you're in that factoring company. Yeah, you got a ball and chain around your feet. And it's it, it's going to be kind of difficult to break away. Uh, do some search, you know, factoring company forums or whatever, freight brokers, factoring company. You'll see what I'm talking about. You know, ask a trucking company that's trying to get away from a factoring company. You know, it's it's uh, it's difficult. Uh, you know, we, we've talked to a lot of them, and they make it sound easy. And maybe those companies, it is that easy. But it's been my experience. Once you factor one of your customers through a factoring company, you're going to have to live with it. It's going to be hard to get them away. But if you're doing a factoring company, read the contract. Matter of fact, take it to somebody that knows contracts, a lawyer maybe, before you sign that thing. You know, my pet peeve is they, you know, collection calls. Uh, give you an example. I had a client years ago. We were moving several hundred thousand dollars a month with them. And they pay on the 45th day. 45th day. If we moved the load today, 45 days from now, we would have the money. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. It, it was my decision to make. Okay, we let it. We, we let them ride, knowing every 45 days we're, we're going to get paid, not 30 like we'd like. But since we were doing such a big volume with that customer, why not? Give them a couple of more weeks. We could, we could handle it. You see what I mean? If you're dealing with a factoring company and you have a customer like that, uh, how long are they going to put up with those collection calls? You know what I mean? I don't care who you are. Those collection calls get old. Now, let's talk about your ability to pay carriers. Your better alternatives is to go to your bank. All right. Get a, a line of credit. That way, what you're going to be able to do is uh, pay carriers quickly. Because you're going to be able to transfer that money. Now, when your customer pays you, you pay the bank back. A lot of times, if you do it within that 30-day period, there's not even going to be any interest. But you used to keep control of your customer. You keep control. That, that's what you got to do. All right, Q&As. We do it every Saturday. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer during the, during the Saturday morning Q&A, you can send them to me via email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. We have contact forms on our website, freightbrokertv.com. You can even Skype them to us. 
Just do a search on Skype for uh, FBTV. All right, what else is going on in the world? Hey, if you're a, you know, this has happened, I think, to me once, but uh, it's happening at truck stops, it looks like. At least this one truck stop. And even with gasoline, you know, you're, you're filling up. you, you got to be careful of this. Uh, police have found a credit card skimmer, this time hidden inside the diesel pump. Usually they're on the outside. Anyway, local police department in Louisiana says that a credit card skimmer was found at a truck stop. On May 9th, the Houghton Police Department, if I'm pronouncing that right, Houghton, probably, Police Department, uh, responded to a pilot truck stop located at 490 North Elm in Houghton, Louisiana, for a uh, reported credit card skimmer. Uh, the report says while a technician was working on a faulty card reader, go figure, on pump 22, keep that in mind, if you're in Houghton, Louisiana, at the pilot, pump 22, uh, he located a device attached to the card reader, card reader on the inside of the uh, machine known as a skimmer. These devices are used to car, uh, copy card information. Skimmers are typically known to be found attached to the outside of the card reader, but not this one. Someone actually opened the pump and attached it internally. So how did they do that? Inside, inside. You know, a lot of this, a lot of this, I would imagine. You know, when it comes to skimmer, maybe not, but inside. You know, people on the inside that work at that company or that store. Anyway. HPD uh, says that technician believes that the skimmer had been attached to the pump since May 3rd. So if you have fueled up at the pilot truck stop at 490 North Elm in Hofton, Louisiana, or Hofton, Hofton, anyway, uh, between May 3rd and May 9th at pump 22, check your credit card statements. All right. All right, what else we got going on? Uh, Virginia, I-81. Boy, I've been up and down that road. and married in one times. Anyway, I-81 rest area is going to be closing. But by golly, uh, Virginia DOT got you covered, drivers. You can park at the way station. <laughs> I'm sorry. The last place when I was driving I would want to park overnight would be a way station. Hey, driver, can I see your logbook? <laughs> they don't do that today, but you get the idea. Anyway, uh, Virginia DOT warning drivers to plan ahead for a lengthy rest area closure that's going to be starting up here in a couple of weeks. Officials say starting later uh, this month, the Troutville rest area located uh, southbound I-81 near mile marker 158 is going to be closed for construction. And it's going to stay closed till September. Uh, they encourage southbound I-81 drivers to use the Fairfield rest area. That's going to be at mile marker 195 in Rockbridge County. Or the Radford rest area at mile marker 108. That's going to be in Montgomery County. This is all on I-81. Now, while the Troutville rest area is closed, officials will temporarily allow commercial vehicle drivers to park and use uh, portable toilets at the Troutville Way Station, located on I-81 at mile marker 149. Troutville, that, yeah, I remember that. I, that that's familiar. But uh, now I have, I would have no desire to uh, <laughs> just 
not going to see me there. You know what I mean? All right, what else we got going on? Let's see. Uh, it's Q&A day. Well, got to remind you. Hey, it's coming up. It's going to be happening three days from now, Tuesday till Thursday of next week. It's what we've been telling you about for several months. 72-hour CVSA road check. That big 72-hour blitz. If you got to be out on the road, make sure you've got your ducks in a row. All right. This probably be, this is going to be the last day. Now we may say something about it. Now by Wednesday you're going to know about it anyway. So, all right. Want to remind you too. We have the new FBTV podcast mug. It's available. I got it right here. If you have not ordered yours, uh, you should. You know, it's pretty cool. Got the don't look like me. <laughs> Order that from our website, freightbrokertv.com. All right, today's impossible question. Let's wrap this thing up so I can get back out in the water. No, it's pre-recorded. I'm not actually this. Anyway. This is the most used word or phrase that moms say to their kids. What do you think it is? No, no, no. <laughs> the O triple no. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that too. I was talking the other day about uh, clean your, clean your room day. And that was Wednesday. And uh, remembering things my mom used to say. If you've been watching any of this Julia Child stuff, it's pretty interesting. They got Julia Child everywhere anymore. Uh, but anyway, CNN they got a documentary coming up. Uh, later this month and uh, Elon Musk he's still in the news uh, well, he's always in the news I the press can't get enough of him love-hate relationship anyway uh, uh, I, I, was, I was sitting here thinking what is that AOC said something about something and he see he responded hey if all you had to do was ask me out <laughs> or something like that or anyway I don't remember uh, Anyway, he says once he owns Twitter, once he owns it, and it's going to be a couple of months probably before he actually has total control, <clears throat> he's going to lift the band on Donald Trump. That should be interesting. So, uh, uh, one last thing. This, this, this is pretty wild. Karma. In South Carolina, they say a man died of a heart attack while digging a hole for the body of a person he had just killed. <laughs> That's karma. All right, go have a good weekend, unless, of course, you've made other plans. And we we will talk soon. Take it easy.